This episode of the Lawyers Hip Hop Happy Hour is sponsored by the law offices of Alfred Guillaume III, a boutique criminal defense firm located in Washington, D.C. The firm specializes in defending federal criminal cases. You can learn more about the firm by visiting our website at guillaumelaw.com. That's G-U-I-L-L-A-U-M-E law.com. Welcome to the behind-the-scenes episode of my interview with Professor Jeremy Duru. If you've listened to the interview or you watch it on our YouTube channel at the Lawyers Hip Hop Happy Hour, you already know that Jeremy is a man who wears many different hats. He's an attorney, he's a law school professor, he's a published author, and even though he said he was not a sports agent, I'm going to go ahead and call him a sports agent as well because of his connection to the NFL and the work that he's done in the legal field and sports in general. Now, this interview was packed full of cool stories and moments. And just to give you guys a few highlights, we talked about his time at Harvard and how that was. We talked about his connection to one of my favorite people of all time, Spike Lee. So if you want to learn about those things and others in the stories, please check out the interview. Now, this is the behind the scenes episode. So I'm well aware that people want to listen to and talk about music. And I'm more than happy to give you what you want, folks. I'm going to start off right at the top. One of the things that I've never thought about in all these years of love and hip hop was Miss Fat Booty, the song by Most Def from the 1999 album Black on Both Sides, as a storytelling song per se. Now, not only did we talk about that in our interview, but Jeremy makes the case that Miss Fat Booty is perhaps the greatest storytelling song of all time. That's right, the goat of storytelling songs. So I thought, hmm, you know, I never thought about it before, but it's not a bad argument to make because it is such a vivid song with such vivid imagery. Um, But before we get into that, I kind of want to break down the song a little bit and just talk about it because it is one of my favorite songs uh, of Most Def. And uh, I think it may even be the first song that I ever heard when I listened to uh, to his record for the first time back in 99. Now, the song contains a wonderful sample from Aretha Franklin's 1965 record. Uh, the song is called One Step Ahead, and I want you to just listen to it. It's a slower song. The, the uh, Miss Fat Booty speeds it up a little bit, but you, you, it's unmistakable. When you hear this song, you'll know that it's the sample, the underlying beat of the song. Check it out if you don't know it already. Here it is. One step ahead of misery One step is all I have to take Backwards to be the same old fool for you I used to be Now after having heard Aretha's voice, how could you not be like, wow? And then you can hear it's her voice in the song, the actual song as well. Wow, man. Bro, it's, it's she's from, let me tell you about 
Yo, and she came with the same type game, the type of girl giving out the fake cell phone the name. Big fame, big she fame. like cats with big things. Jewel ship, money clip, phone flip the six range. Has seen her on the ass, spotted her more than once. Ass so fat that you can see her from the front. She spot me like paparazzi. So, um, hip hop, man, it's just it. As I as I always say. They take from the past and they build upon it. And even if you don't know what you're listening to, when you're listening to it, you go back and learn and hear the, the original song. You're like, wow, this is amazing. Now, I want to talk about Miss Fat Booty some more, but I want to talk about it a little bit differently in the sense that I want to talk about the sequel, what I'm calling the sequel, the remix, uh, Miss Fat Booty 2, which a lot of people don't really know as well. It's got the same beat for the most part. But it has a guest appearance by Ghostface Killer of the Wu-Tang Clan. Everybody knows I'm a Wu guy, big, big fan of Ghost. And uh, I wanted to share that song with you if you didn't know it. Uh, it came out in 2000, so the year after the, year after the song, uh, the original song came out. But it was released on Raucous Records, so maybe it got, not got a lot of play. It is Miss Fat Booty 2 with Ghostface Killer, so I'm going to play a little bit of it for you here. And you can hear it's the same song, but just with ghost verse on it, it's really uh, remarkable, and I, I, I really like the song. So here it goes. Remember when we licked the cream out of Susie Q's? Spaghetti Jules, the big word on his feet. You like Millie Jackson in the new Max lit, carrying heat for say over with a makeover. Billy Jean slash Dairy Queen. Now that song also takes the sample. Miss Fat Booty 2 from Aretha Franklin, but it adds in a little bit extra. There's a, the beat's not quite the same. And if you're wondering what you're listening to, that sample, one of, one of the samples, is from uh, the 1985 record High Powered Rap from the Crash Crew, right? Now, this is a song that has been heavily sampled in hip hop. The song came out in 1985 and has subsequently been sampled, especially the intro, by many different artists. So even if you did not know the name of the song, here is the song from the Crash Crew, a 1985 record, High Powered Rap. Once you hear it, it's unmistakable. Especially if you're from New York, you know this song. We are here to tell the world just who we are, shocking females, cause we are superstars. Let me tell you, the bass in your face, the highs in your Now back to the storytelling argument, the goat of storytelling rap songs. Jeremy makes the case that Miss Fat Booty is one of the best, if not the best, storytelling rap song of all time. Well, I think you all would probably agree with me that universally, the number one storytelling song of all time is. Y'all tucked in? Here we go. Once upon a time, not long ago, when people wore pajamas and lived life slow, where laws were stern and justice stood, and people were behaving like they ought to good, there lived a little boy who was misled by another little boy, and this is what he said. Me and you tonight, we're gonna make some cash Robbing old folks and making the dash They did the job, money came with ease But one couldn't stop You guessed it Children's Story by Slick Rick I mean, this is the This set the bar, I think, for all future songs uh, In in hip-hop, in the storytelling genre Uh, This song's classic I mean, I don't even know that there's a, a 
uber, uber classic is a better term, comes from the 1988 record, the debut album, The Great Adventures of Slick Rick. And it's a song that we all know and love. I actually had the pleasure of seeing Slick Rick in concert a couple of times uh, in the last 10 years. And first of all, let me just say that he looks exactly the same as I remember. Uh, like he hasn't aged much. But seeing him in concert was really one of the highlights of my hip hop life. I saw him and Rakim in the same concert. And the funny thing about both of them is that when they were performing, especially Slick Rick, I mean, this dude wasn't moving. He was like a statue, but just kind of swaying, a statue that kind of sways side to side. And he sounds exactly like he does on the record. So shout out to Slick Rick, man. That is a uh, all-time great song, one of my favorites. And uh, it kind of segues into who I think is the best storytelling uh, rap artist, period. Now, I'm going to make the case for my, well, my favorite. There's lots of different guys who are, who are great at this. But my favorite guy in the storytelling genre and one of my favorite guys of all time is, of course, Nas. Now, Nas actually samples this song in a uh, this beat from children's story in his song cop shot the kid which is from his 2018 album uh, nasir i don't want to hurt nobody we just came here to party see a few dames exchange some names i'm a top shot the kid stay in your lane the cop shot the kid same old same pour out a little liquor champagne for pain slap boxing in the street crack the hydrant in the heat cop cars on the creek doing their roundups we just watch for the sweet yeah now, let's get down to brass tacks. We are here to talk about the greatest storytelling songs of all time. I'm going to give you three songs by three different artists. Uh, two of the songs you'll be very familiar with. One, maybe not as much. And I'm going to start off with that song. We've been talking about Nas. I'm going to keep it with Nas for this particular song. And as I said a moment ago, Nas, to me, is the greatest storytelling rap artist, right? He's, his, his words, his, his vocabulary, his whatever, all the stuff, the structure, all the things that make a good story, Nas is a master at. But one song that is probably underrated, in my opinion, in the genre of storytelling songs is the song from his 1999 I Am album. It's called Undying Love, right? This song, and before we talk about the song, let's talk about the sample. I didn't, re I didn't know until this show, actually. I did a little research. Uh, I, I, the beat where he, you know, where the, uh, the sample, I didn't think it was really any sample. I thought maybe it was an original beat, but this is hip-hop, man. Hip-hop is universal, and hip-hop, it, it samples from from all different genres, and which is what I, which is why I love this music so much. Now I'm gonna let you hear the sample before before I let you hear the song. The sample comes from a 1977 record by an artist by the name of Kenny Rankin, who I was unfamiliar with prior to preparing for this show. And the song is called uh, "While My Guitar Gently Weeps." And uh, take a listen. Let me see if you can recognize the, the beat on the, the on the song based on the sample
really a cool, melancholy song. I, I, uh, I'm a new fan of Kenny Rankin. I mean, I really like this song. So Undying Love, going back to that melancholy theme, Undying Love is a story about a man who goes on vacation, leaves his wife at home, and comes back to find uh, a very unexpected surprise. The picture that Nas paints, it's like Picasso, man. It is just so vivid. And it's like you know what's going to happen, but you're sitting there like maybe it's not going to happen. I mean, the beat in the song, uh, which we learned just now what the sample was, the beat is so, I'm going to use the word haunting, intentional, and the drums and the guitar and just even the sound effects that are used from his trip to Las Vegas to his return home. So let's just give you a little taste of it and and give yourself a vision of what's going on here. Pacino life, GRO, casino dice at the Mirage, Vegas strip, neon lights, gamblers, puffers, cigars, couples and stars, flashing cameras, dealers, shuffling cards, spent the weekend, already miss New York and it's odd, cause I'm the first to say it got too many hustlers who rob, I never hang out, when we do we bust a 4-5, with shells coming back at us while we jump in the ride, flying, ducking, up into the next the song club. that I want to talk about is from an artist that we all know and love, and it is a song that... <laughs> Literally in the title of the song, has it's talking about a story, right? So this song, of course, is the song I got a story to tell from the 1997 Life After Death album, Notorious B.I.G. Uh, great song, uh, great story, really interesting story. Uh, Urban legend has it that it's a true story about a basketball player uh, on from the New York Knicks who comes home to find his uh, wife or girlfriend uh, involved in an intimate encounter, let's put it like that, with with Biggie. And uh, what happens thereafter is what the song talks about. It's it's really, just like the previous song with Nas, Undying Love, it is a very vivid song. The the imagery is very vivid, and uh, you really can picture what's going on. But, you know, this song again, you know, when we talk in hip hop, we always have to talk samples. We always have to talk, give give homage to the the history, the music of, that uh, came before it that allowed this song to even be made. And this song is the sample in this song was used uh, from the Al Green record. Uh, I'm still in love with you. The song is I'm glad you're mine from his 19 from 1972, right? And this song was also sampled by uh, Rakim in his record Mahogany from 1990. Now I want to let you, I want to play the Al Green song for you, then the Eric B song, and then the Biggie song. So you can see that the Biggie song is a little bit faster version uh, of the other two. The Eric B song is almost an identical uh, beat, they, the same beats per minute for the most part, but. You know, these songs were sampled directly from my main man, Al Green. Shout out to Al Green uh, and his record. You know, I'm glad you're mine. Take a listen.
We don't get down like that. Lay my game down quite flat. Sweetness, where you park that? Petiteness, but that fat. She got a body, make a want to eat that. I'm fing with you. The, the now, last but certainly not least, in this discussion of some of my favorite hip hop storytelling songs of all time, is a song that I consider the standard for West Coast hip hop storytelling songs. I'll call it the goat of West Coast hip hop storytelling songs can you guess what it is you guess correctly it was a good day by ice cube man this song is just a banger i remember it when i when it first came out i was a teenager i remember it for a lot of different reasons because i used to watch the video like at nauseum on yo tv raps and on the box i mean it was a uh, a song that had such a great beat which I learned later was, at the time I didn't know when I was a kid, that it's from the Isley Brothers' Footsteps in the Dark album. And that, I learned that actually in 94. That song, and I'll talk about this in future uh, episodes, but that Footsteps in the Dark song was was the summer of 94 when it was a, was a pretty important summer for me. And I had, musically, I, I learned so much. Uh, the Nas, Outkast, all these different groups. Uh, the, the Aaliyah song, um, yeah, Aaliyah. I said it, Aaliyah. That that was part of. I would talk about that some other time too. That summer in '94, that Footsteps in the Dark song was so important. It just brings back so many good memories. And it was a good day. It came out a few years earlier in '92, but it stands the test of time. The beat is great. The song is great. The video is great. And it, you know, for those that don't know, my mom is from Los Angeles. I spent a lot of time in LA growing up, and even as a young adult. And uh, I, it, you know, for me, it's kind of like pays homage to my to my West Coast family. Just waking up in the morning, gotta thank God. I don't know, but today seems kind of odd. No barking from the dog, no small. And Mama cooked the breakfast with no harm. I got my grub on, but didn't dig out. Finally got a call from a girl I wanna dig out. So hooked it up for later as I hit the dope. Thinking, will I live another 24? I gotta go, cause I got me a drop top. And if I hit the switch. One of the traditions that we have here at the Lawyers Hip Hop Happy Hour is for each guest to dig through the crates. So, what that means is typically the guests show up about 30 minutes or so before their scheduled interview time. Uh, I ask them ahead of time what their favorite drink is, so I try to have that ready for them. 
we uh, sit down off camera, talk, get through, go through sound check, make sure the cameras are set up. Shout out to Breathe Video, my main man, Benjamin Simmons, for making sure that's all right. And uh, we'll just talk and catch up. And then I'll ask them to go through the vinyl records that are in the office and pull out records that they know or familiar with or they want to maybe talk about during the uh, their interview. Now, i never forget when Jeremy came in, uh, as soon as he walked in the door, I just happened to have the De La Soul album, Three Feet High and Rising, out. Um, and I didn't know that, that that he was a big De La Soul guy. I had no idea. And I remember his eyes getting so big when he saw that album. He was like, whoa. I think he said, it's like a kid in a candy store. He went right to the crates. before He, had, he didn't even have a drink. He went right to the crates and started going through the records when he saw that album. And he, and he actually saw another album, which I'll talk about as well, which was the uh, Fela Soul album, which was a, which, uh, a mashup that was done by a DJ, a favorite DJ of mine, Americo Gazaway. He saw that album, too, and got confused and was like, wait a minute, what is this? Because he knows his De La Soul, and he knows that album, Three Feet High and Rising, their debut album from 1989. And I learned, and he taught me some some stuff because I learned in the course of the interview that his favorite song from that album was a song that I really kind of never really listened to that much, which is uh, "Potholes in My Lawn." That that was his song. I've never heard anybody tell me that before. But he's a little bit older than I am, so he was probably listening a little bit more intently to that album. I I don't even think I I own that album back in the day. I think I probably. Well, I know I, I just had the uh, the songs from the video and whatnot that I knew they were my favorite, and I'll talk about those songs in a second. But that, but his song was uh, or is "Potholes in My Lawn" from that debut album. They don't know that the soul don't go for that potholes in my lawn, and that goes for my rhyme sheet, which I concentrated so hard on. See, I don't ask for maximum security, but my dwelling is swelling. It lit my butt when I happened to fall into And so, you know, of course, in the spirit of research and going back and informing myself on things, because I'm always learning, and I love to learn, especially about music i actually listened to it and i recognized the beat of the song and i recognized it immediately to be one of the most heavily sampled beats in hip-hop which is the song from 1973 it's called synthetic substitution when i tell you that by melvin bliss melvin bliss is the artist this song you know this song i mean take a listen to it right now I used to DJ I knew that song but I didn't know that it was sampled in potholes in my lawn and that got me to thinking well uh, some some songs that I really like that are that do have that sample that same sample I mean when I say this like hundreds of songs it's literally hundreds of songs but I'm going to shout out two songs maybe I'll give you a third let's see let's start off with number one Code of the Streets it's a record from Gangstar came out in 1994 from the Hard to Earn album, and it is very prominent in that. Uh, shout out to DJ Premier, who's a master of, uh, I think he might have used that song a couple times in a couple different songs, but in Code of the Streets, you hear it's very prominent. Uh, take a listen, let me know if you hear it. 
you ain't down, you'll get played out, son. So let's get a car, you know, a fly whip. Get a dent, pull a screwdriver, and be all quick with the dope ride, yeah, and a rowdy crew. We could bag us a fence and an Audi too. Next is a song where it's not quite, the sample's not quite as prominent, but it's still funky. And when I say funky, I say it intentionally because the group is Funky Dividends as the 1986 record uh, three to- from Three Times Dope. The the song is Funky Dividends. And, yo, shout out to Philly, man. This song really brings me back, man, to, some, to my cousin and uh, listening to this song growing up. I was a young youngster, young boy, listening to this one. Check it out. And last, I'll give you a third. I can give you a hundred more, but I'll give you a third song that was sampled that has the uh, synthetic substitution sample. Also from 86. Let's keep it in 1986. And this is a song by the ultra-magnetic MCs called Ego Trippin', which actually De La Soul has a song called Ego Tripping as well, to kind of keep it in the same uh, keep it in the same De La Soul vibe. Uh, Ego Trippin' by ultra-magnetic MCs, 1986 from their debut album, uh, Critical Breakdown. Uh, here we go, check it out. Now, I loved me some De La Soul, okay? So I was a little embarrassed, if I'm being honest, that I was not as familiar with Potholes in My Lawn as Jeremy was. I consider myself a big De La fan. I've been listening to De La since 89, you know? Now, from the same record, Three Feet uh, High and Rising, my favorite songs are two, Buddy and Me, Myself, and I, right? Those were the songs that had the videos. So that's I think that's probably why I know them so well. The Native Tongues remix uh, came out the same year, 1989, and that featured Tribe Called Quest and Jungle Brothers, and they had a video for that. And if you if you remember the video, it was the first video that I can remember where other groups were in the same video. It was a very low key vibe. Um, and everybody it was like a big family. Everybody was rapping. The Native Tongues was there. I want to say Queen Latifah was in there, even though she didn't have a, a prominent part. I want to say she was in that video as well. At least in my head right now, I'm thinking of Queen Latifah, who's also part of the Native Tongues. And shout out to Queen Latifah. Shout out Moni Love, Jungle Brothers, uh, Tribe Called Quest, and of course Black Sheep. Those are my guys. Uh, we'll talk about them uh, in future episodes, I'm sure, uh, at, at nauseum. So. Uh, I want to let you guys hear the uh, the sample from the Native Tongues remix, which comes from the 1981 record uh, Heartbeat by uh, Tanya Gardner. Okay, check it out.
same song, right? I mean, it is exactly the same. And when you DJ, when you can put, you just you can just blend these songs seamlessly. Uh, Native Tongues remix, buddy, with the uh, Tanya Gardner song "Heartbeat." My my one of my all time favorite De La songs. I don't know if it's my favorite, but it's it's up there. Another song from the same album that is a De La Soul classic. It was a great video. They were in school. Do you remember this video? They were in school. They were, they were acting silly. It's me, myself, and I. Sample, course, comes from Parliament Funkadelic's classic song, Not Just Knee Deep. And uh, this is a great song as well. Take a listen. Mirror, mirror on the wall. Tell me, mirror, what is wrong? Can it be my daylight clothes or is it just my daylight song? Now, having heard that, here is the sample, which you can see is pretty much identical. Now, back in 89, I I don't know. I know Daylight got into a lot of trouble with sampling without uh, giving royalties to, because hip-hop was evolving, right? I mean, people sampled, and they didn't, the record industry was not ready for all these samples. Uh, it caught up with them, of course, as it always does in law. <laughs> it always catches up. And I know Daylight, I'm not sure if these particular samples were not cleared, but that's been a, that was a thing, particularly with this group, uh, Prince Paul was the was the producer, so I know De La, Biz Marquis, both got into uh, some issues early on in hip hop with sampling and not crediting the other artist. Um, but there they are. Those are those are two songs from that album that that I that I love, and I know Jeremy likes the Paddles in My Lawn. I've listened to it now. I I, I like it a lot, but I'm still gonna stick with my two songs. And I'm gonna give you as a bonus, as an added bonus. I'm going to give you another song, which comes from a 2003 album, and it's very different. It's not the same vibe as these other songs, these early De La songs are. It's a whole, totally different vibe. So we're talking 2003, many years later. But the reason I love this song so much is because the sample, of it always comes back to the sample, guys, always, comes from one of my favorite artists, Jeffrey Osborne and the group LTD. Now, if you don't know who Jeffrey Osborne is, man, this dude can sing. Now, you know, those who know me know that I'm a frustrated musician, uh, R&B singer, and rapper all in one, right? So in my mind, I can sing real good. So I, I, I sound to myself like Jeffrey Osborne. But no, seriously, this this man has one of the smoothest voices you'll ever hear. And his song... The song uh, from the group LTD, he's the lead singer, a love ballad. The title of the De La song, Much More, is taken from a line in that particular song. So here is the, uh, it's a slow song, so just get ready. But then De La Soul speeds it up. So I'm playing back to back. You're going to hear the um, Jeffrey Osborne voice, which is a smooth, soulful, melodic voice. And then I'll play for you the... uh, song much more from the 2003 uh from Dilla's 2003 record okay so here we go check them out Loving you gave me something 
Jeremy and I also discussed one of the most beloved figures in hip-hop, Biz Marquee, who's no longer with us. And my Biz Marquee moment, my story, is that I was at a party that he DJed in the early 2000s in uh, the House of Blues in New Orleans around the Essence Fest time. And uh, I remember that party well, that he just did some things with the turntables that I have never, to this day, have never seen done again. And it wasn't that he was just doing all these different tricks. It was the song selection and the mixing. That For me, that's what gets me, right? Because there's a lot of DJs who have tricks and, and, and with turntablism. And I was never one. I'm not good at that. Um, but what I kind of pride myself on is my musical knowledge and my song selection. Uh, that's back when I was DJing. I'm retired now. But uh, Biz, his song selection was so on point and he just had the crowd like leaning on his every word or next song and it was whatever he played it was a hit it was a smash and the crowd was feeling it and as a dj that's like the best feeling in the world and i don't know that it happens all the time but it, when it happens it happens and he had him and it and he had me it was amazing so uh he's gone way too soon of course he's known most famously for his song just a friend but Jeremy and I discussed uh, his song Vapors, which, as we learned in the interview, is about someone uh, being underestimated or slept on, whether it's in a relationship context or in a job context, whatever kind of context. Most people can relate to that. It comes from the uh, 1988 album Cold Chillin'. It samples one of the probably the most sampled artists in hip hop, which is the number one soul brother, the godfather, <clears throat> James Brown. It samples his uh, 1974 song, Papa Don't Take No Mess. Uh, the, I love the horn section in this song. It is so funky. I'm not sure if Maceo is, uh, Maceo Parker is on the sax in this song or not, but whoever's playing the sax, it's, it's, uh, it's all that. So check it out. Uh, the, if you're not familiar with the song, we're going to do, uh, Vapors first and then follow that up with, uh, Papa Don't Take No Mess. The meaning of this word without no doubt means nobody want to beat that one you're down and out. Now when you established and got a lot of money, everybody want to be your buddy and honey. Like tall buildings, they call skyscrapers. And you feel it. Nothing can save you, but this is the season of catching the vapors.
Now, one of my favorite uh, Biz songs is a song called Spring Again. It comes from the 1989 album The Biz Never Sleeps. So the, ne- the very next year, right, this album was released. Now, again, this song has a great sample. Um, the horn section in particular is sampled from the 1979 song Back Together Again, which is a collaboration between Roberta Flack and Donny Hathaway. And let me just tell you, if you don't know who Donny Hathaway is, or Roberta Flack for that matter, but particularly Donny Hathaway, he's one of my favorite artists. He was my mom, one of my mom's favorite artists. So I listened to him as a kid. We had this, we actually had this album in our house. So I remember this album, um, this uh, and this song, and it's such a great album and a great song. I mean, these two two powerhouse voices of the '70s, and it, it's and Biz, he didn't take the voices for his song. But he took some of the, the 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 elements of the song into into Spring Again. So if you don't know who Donny Hathaway is, I'm going to give you a little bit of taste of that wonderful voice that he had, and uh, we're going to play the Bismarck Key song first, and follow it up with the Back Together Again song by Donny Donny Hathaway and Roberta Flack. Hope you enjoy. One more cue, and they're ready to go in. And all of a sudden it start getting warm The trees and the grass start looking fresh And the sun in the sky be looking at best Birds be singing, flowers be blooming A lot of brand new cars be zooming Fly girls looking the best they could be in a guy be also discussed the 1987 debut album of Boogie Down Productions, Criminal Minded. Criminal Minded is perhaps most famous for the song The Bridge Is Over, which is one of the first diss songs in hip-hop history and perhaps the most famous song in hip-hop diss history. It was a direct response from Boogie Down Productions to MC Shan's song The Bridge. Now, while that song may be the most famous my favorite song from that album is Many South Bronx. Many people tell me this style is terrific. It is kind of different, but let's get specific. KRS-One specialized in music. I'll only use this type of style when I choose it. Party people in a place to be KRS-One attacked. Does that beat you sound familiar? It's the same beat that was sampled in a 1997 song that brings me back to my college days. One of my favorite songs from my college days. No one else by with total. So take a listen. Let me know if you remember this song. And does it bring you back to college like it does for me? Because it sure does bring back college memories for me.
Thank you for joining us on this month's segment of the Lawyers Hip Hop Happy Hour. Please follow the podcast and subscribe to our YouTube channel at the Lawyers Hip Hop Happy Hour. I'll see you next month. Catch you on the B-side.